0: In my new book, With Mark Tim, mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com.
1: Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be interviewing David Duford. David owns DavidDuford.com, a virtual insurance agency helping new and experienced Agents nationwide become top producers. He is the author of three best-selling insurance sales and marketing books, including the official guide to selling insurance for new agents, the official guide to selling final expense insurance, and interviews with top producing insurance agents. He's also a YouTube influencer in insurance sales with over eighteen thousand subscribers and over one and a half million views. David, thanks so much for joining us.
0: Thanks, Seth. How you doing today?
1: I am awesome. You know, um, no one ever dreams about growing up in the insurance business, right? How'd you get started?
0: Oh, out of pure desperation. <laughs> Who doesn't? And any insurance agents knows they usually stumble across the insurance business because there's nothing else left. Uh, I had uh, had a business uh, during the Great Recession back in 2010 and 11 that took a huge hit with the economy uh, economy falling apart. And I didn't want to work for somebody. I wanted to stay an entrepreneur and uh, got desperate, and nobody was really hiring anyway. So I ran across the insurance business and uh, discovered how fruitful and how much opportunity was in it, and I'm very thankful I did.
1: Now, your first year, you failed out of the insurance business like most agents do. Can you kind of – I mean, I think we find we learn more from people's failures than their successes. Can you talk about that experience and what you learned from it?
0: it you know, insurance is interesting. It's so simple. It's complex. Uh, Prior to me jumping into this business, you know, insurance sales in some capacity has been around for decades, probably 100 plus years. And it's a very simple business. You see the people, you go talk to prospects, you get some kind of system to get in front of them, and you go through a presentation that builds value and creates urgency for the prospect to turn into a customer. Well, there is a particular system we used in the niche, which we call final expense burial insurance that we use to get in front of prospects. Well, I started to think that I knew more than the time-tested system. So I started testing out newfangled ideas and concepts and got away from the fundamentals. And in the end, it bit me. Uh, I ran out of money, I ran out of leads and I was forced in a position where I had to go uh, quit the business and work for somebody else, thankfully temporarily. What changed after that? Well, the biggest, uh, I think, um, experience or most beneficial experience I had was failing. Um, You know, the failure event taught me really um, the the importance of following the fundamentals in any sort of performance-based activity, certainly insurance sales. It allowed me to get a little bit more mature. You know, I thought I knew more than I did, and I got, you know, smacked around. And it allowed me to kind of hopefully insert a little humility into my business. And I got the benefit of working for somebody else. I never had worked for anybody. It was my first real job. And uh, boy, did I really realize how miserable it was. So it kind of gave me an incentive to uh, get back to what I did like and enjoyed before I got off the path. And so I got back into insurance sales on a part-time basis while working this full-time sales job corporately. And it took me a little longer this time, about a year of doing that and making sure I was doing the right things, the right lead generation, the right sales processes. And eventually a year into it, uh, like literally the week before my wife delivered our twins, <laughs> I went full time back into entrepreneurship. So, uh, yeah, then that time, this time around, my my promise to myself was I wasn't going to uh, uh, delineate from what was proven to work. I was going to discipline myself, even accepting the bad with the good and uh, going full course. And like you said, it's been fantastic ever since.
1: Well, congratulations on that. Now. Um, I, too, uh, started my own agency the year our first child was born and my wife quit her job to be a stay-at-home mom. So I'm sure we could swap that story. Yeah. So what did you do? What do you think were the contributing factors that have made you so successful?
0: Well, geez, um, you know, a lot of my success uh, in my agency, now I run an agency nationally, virtually. Um, I'm an influencer in my space. I, I think the biggest Right thing I did, because all you need is like one thing to work for really well in yes. building my agency, was developing an influence on YouTube. And what I recognized early on was that there's a lot of skepticism of the insurance business. There is an MLM type of culture where people recruit other people to recruit other people. And they, yes. you know, they talk about, you know, the exotic cars and the airplanes and all that nonsense. But there are real people who see the opportunity, but they don't know where to turn to have a legitimate career, not an MLM scheme. And so I decided after recognizing that, that I would put together content that was well thought out, that would be beneficial to the person watching it, regardless of whether they joined or not. So there was no strings attached. And my hope was that over the course of many years, I would develop a brand in in my niche to be the person that was trustworthy, that was the um, influencer that you know tells the truth because this business so dearly needs it and and doing that right consistently now for seven years on YouTube has been the biggest payoff I, I couldn't have ever imagined how far and how beneficial it ever would have been but that's been to me the biggest thing that I've done right that's make the, made the most difference in my business
1: how did you grow that following on
0: YouTube man I mean I, I'm not some sort of you know YouTube nerd I just You know, I figured, well, I put some content out there. I started getting some interest in it. Then I got away from it. Then I started getting back to it. And then I realized, you know, maybe if I just put out a piece of content a day, I was doing maybe a couple a week. If I up it to a week or once a day and I multiply by three or four years, I'm going to have like, you know, nearly 15, 1,600 pieces of content floating around there. And when people search YouTube, they're going to run across me and I'm going to basically be dominating all the search results. And and people will eventually who are interested in this niche, they can't not help but to see what it is that I'm about because they see me everywhere. So I wanted to have this, I guess, uh, just a strategy of preeminence. I wanted to be everywhere so that anybody interested in this would be there. So So if there's any advice I would give your audience, and if you're interested in the content game, one content a day times four years, guys it's a lot of content and it will pay off.
1: That is a great strategy. I would agree with that 100%. What inspired you to write the books?
0: Yeah, so, you know, it's funny even in today's digital age where, you know, people don't have hard copy books anymore. They do Kindle and do all that, watch videos. If you write the book on the topic, you're still like, you know, you wrote the book on it. There's a perceived yes. authority in writing a book. And at the time when I wrote the book, there wasn't anybody else that had written any really good substantive content on selling insurance. So I decided to write a book on it. First was the final expense book. I also wanted to catalog, uh, you know, accounts of successful agents. That's the blue book, the interviews of top insurance agents. I feel it's important to share the, the, the rise, fall, and rise of many agents who have sh- share similar stories like me. So aspiring agents can see success multiplied over many examples. And then ultimately we wrote the, the you know, the official guide to selling insurance book as a more broader scope book to inform people of the pitfalls. Like I mentioned, the MLM uh, culture that very few people are really aware of and the consequences that come from it.
1: When uh, most people think of sales, they think of Boiler Room or Glengarrigan Ross or car salespeople. You kind of are contrarian in that department. Talk a little bit about your disagreement with Hollywood.
0: So here's my take on it. People are starved for the truth. People are starved for honesty, transparency, and straight shooting. Uh, it, it's, it, it permeates from politics to entertainment down to just everyday America. And I thought, well, and as we all think, I think if we think through this, if we can deliver whatever it is that we bring to the table, the value we offer in a way that's as unbiased as possible, that is educational, that is in the interest of the person hearing it, then you're going to be in a position where you're going to make waves if you consistently do that. And so to me, that's what sales is all about. It's not about this Hollywood rendition. This Hollywood so commonly just, you know, uh, just messes up and creates its own uh, perception of reality. The reality is good salespeople exist. They don't have to push product. They don't have to be self-centered. They can be client-centered. And truly, those are the stories that you never hear of because there's no uh, you know, drama around it and being a good person and helping people and helping them solve their problems. And, and that's what sales, good salesmen are really like. They can consistently do that. There's not a lot of hoopla or drama around them. And, and that's what you should strive for in sales. And that's what I've tried to strive for in my training, my teaching, and, and letting people know that there's another way with sales. And it's not all you know, of this kind of bad Apple type of salesman, salesman how, out there. How
1: did you make the transition from once you got good at making your systems work to becoming an agency owner and helping other agents?
0: Yeah, great question. Um, a couple of years into the business, I recognized the, uh, I think the principle of uh, multiple streams of income and I recognized one weakness of selling a final exp- life insurance product as life insurance products are very first year commission weighted. There's a residual income to them, but they're very small. And as soon as I were to stop working, I would stop making money, right? So I love training. I came from personal training. That was my original business. So I like coaching and developing and helping people. So I felt naturally that building an agency was the next step. And luckily with final expense, it's a duplicatable system. You can scale it. So all I had to do is create an audience of people interested in selling this product and then teach them the system that I was successful at. So that got me into agency building while I was simultaneously selling. So I did both for many a year until I've eventually migrated entirely into agency building. But it's just a process I decided to make. A lot of agents do make this change where they see the residual income opportunity or the semi-passive income opportunity and they both sell and recruit and train agents simultaneously to get that, you know, m- mutual benefit.
1: What, we obviously want folks to go get the books and uh, take a look at your organization, but tease us with a little tiny bit of the secret sauce. What? How does your system work for solving every agent's biggest problem, which is get all they think their biggest problem is get me in front of more qualified people. I just need to talk to more people.
0: Well, you know, complex is the enemy of simple. We want to keep things simple as possible. And so the strategy we teach is to take one product, final expense, not a multitude of products, uh, with one type of lead system. There's a couple of different out there. Predominantly what we use is direct mail. And then a simple sales strategy that builds rapport, trust, value, and urgency where it's obvious to the client they should buy today. Um, that's what we utilize to build the system. That's what's, working, uh, what's worked for many years and continues to work It will continue to work in the future. And uh, we teach you how to put it together and put all the questions that you have about what to say and how to say it um, into a training system and an immersion process of learning the system so that in 10 to 20 days, you can be sales ready and go out there and and help people, millions of Americans who don't have enough life insurance and desperately need your help. All right, that makes a lot of sense. Your passion's obvious. What do you like best about what you do? Freedom, I've, I've been, I'm an introvert. Uh, by design. Uh, I've always wanted to have a business to where I didn't have to go report to a corporate office that I could work out of my home and make a good living. I've accomplished that. Uh, you can do that in a lot of different insurance sales opportunities, especially nowadays with the whole economy kind of migrating to a, a virtual world, you can move to more of like a, a telesales or a virtual sales position. But that's what I like about this business. Is it gives me the freedom and flexibility, the income earning opportunity that I would never get if I was working for Corporate America.
1: All right. With all the success you've had, what's the biggest challenge you're facing now?
0: Uh, I mean, finding the time to do everything, right? You know, when you're in demand and you have a lot of people who are interested in in working with you and you're working on other projects and ways to expand your your business, there's only so much one person can do. And and again, I've always been a, a solopreneur by kind of just my personality, but it's also, I think, the biggest weakness is finding people to pick up some of the slack or take care of some of those responsibilities. It's hard to outsource that to somebody else when you can do it well, but you're so limited time can't get to it all. So that's probably the biggest problem is just having people take over some of these tasks that take a lot of time, but are important and and kind of be intention hold in a sense.
1: What you give advice every day. What's the best advice you've ever gotten?
0: Never, never hire friends or family.
1: (laughs) that that's uh, the way you rattle that off sounds like perhaps you may have experienced some pain in that department
0: well my dad my, my dad was a successful business owner he retired in his 40s and he hired and fired his his wife twice as oh well as goodness. all of her family but then my dad's been married four times so maybe the advice that he gave me is a little tainted so
1: oh my god that's <laughs> hilarious okay um, so with all that you're doing now, how you mentioned time for time for making decisions, time for doing the prioritizing. How do you manage the process? If you have such you have your own agency, how do you make sure that people are doing the right thing the right way at the right time?
0: Yeah, I mean, so so the, the context of my business is I, I hire a more entrepreneurial agent that's self-sufficient, that doesn't lead a lot of babysitting and micromanagement. And so I give them the system, and then they go execute it to the extent that they want to, and then report back to me the results they want. So I'm in a, I am in guess I'm in a sense where I don't have a lot of accountability metrics in place with my agents because I'm not that kind of agency. Uh, there are agencies out there that will micromanage agents daily, ask them what they're doing for them, and it's just not my kind of style or culture. Um, I can tell you internally, I do have some help on a lot of the content now with editing and creating content, videos, blog posts, et cetera. You know, we write down objectives, goals, keep track of it on process goal boards, like Trello is what we use. And it makes the whole process streamlined to make sure things work well.
1: With everything you've got going on, you're also obviously you're creating tons of content. You've written three books. Um, I know you're a voracious consumer of content and you're always learning what are three of your favorite books that you have had the biggest impact on your career and you can't quote yourself?
0: <laughs> it's funny. I got three books. Let me tell you. Uh, I would say probably the the most impactful, I guess you could say quasi philosophical, philosophical book <laughs> would be Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. Yep. A lot of business owners read that and their formulation as they get into business. It's a... Uh, kind of what would happen if the business if the world collapsed and business owners exited uh, it's a good book um, I think a lot of if you've never read it out there and you're a passionate entrepreneur uh, I think you would find a lot of utility out of it um, geez other books here that are I got so many of them which ones are my favorite um, there's a couple of insurance sales books that aren't mine that I like um, uh, there's a particular uh, one called uh, Bert uh, Bert Mizel is an author I can't think of a particular book book that he wrote he's a very great writer but great for the insurance sales business a lot of of uh older agents will recall him from yesteryear uh other than that probably the um the uh mastery book by robert green uh, robert green's got yep. a couple of books there's one i think on power that's also really good too Those yep the
1: laws of power yep absolutely yep um awesome books since you're such a youtube since you have become such a dominant player on
0: youtube who else do you watch uh, it's hard to believe but not very much at all um I don't watch a lot I don't have time I don't have time to watch content I watch my competitors who are in the business and I try to steal ideas from them. you know kind of come up with unique ways to you know express things but I don't really have any major now, I, I guess I, I used to watch a lot of Gary Vee uh, many, I know a lot of your audience does too, and, and he's very good for fundamentals on content creation. A lot of what he says is absolutely 100% true. That'd be probably about it.
1: Awesome. For our folks who are watching and listening, where is the best place for them to go learn more about, uh,
0: about your programs? Yeah, two places. My website, davidduford.com. Uh, I recommend uh, in the menu links, clicking the uh, insurance, free insurance resource guide link. If you're thinking about selling insurance and want a lot of information, there's a free resource guide. There's nothing at all required from you uh, to pay to access it. Lots of free information on how the business works. And then, of course, my YouTube channel. Just put my name into YouTube, David Duford. You'll get endless supplies of content and just jump right in.
1: Awesome. Thank you, David Duford. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We will see you next time. Thanks, Seth, for having me. See you. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service?